I'm going to ask you to receive none other than Elder Carlos Roundtree as he comes to share the word of God and to allow him to say what thus saith the Lord and to have a listening ear and a heart that's receptive. Glory to God. And the next voice you hear after praise and worship ministry would be that of Elder Carlos Roundtree. God bless you. Let the Lord use you. Praise team, if you will.
not to lay. Father, we need you, Jesus. Father, we need you, Jesus. I don't want to be too late, Lord. I don't want to be late, Lord. I don't want to be late, Lord. Let my eyes be open, Jesus. Let my eyes be open, Lord. I don't want to be late, Lord. Don't want to be late. Father, I need you. Father, we need you, Jesus. Give me you, Lord. 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 Give me you. Give me you, Lord. Give me you, Lord. Give me you. Give me you, Lord. Give me you. say thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing we thank you for your presence Lord here we are in your presence Lord here we are Lord we're here to worship you hallelujah Jesus it's not based off what we feel and what our situations look like but God we're here to give you glory because of who you are and God we need you we're here to express our gratitude to you for all that you've done and all that you're doing we recognize even now that we're nothing without you I'm nothing God I owe you we owe you everything there's nothing that I have that isn't yours Lord Everything that I have and everything that we are, it belongs to you. We offer it back to you on this day. And we recognize, God, that it's all about you. We need you, Jesus. We ask that, Lord, you will move in this place. We ask that you will have your way and say what it is that you so desire to say. Pray for those that are listening via satellite, your television, or whatever it may be, that God, you will move upon their situations, Lord. That you will touch them where you are, that you will meet them where they are, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord God, that we would decrease so that you may increase. In Jesus' name. It's for your glory. It's for your honor. And we give you glory. We give you praise. Come on and give God praise as you have your seats. Hallelujah. It's worthy of honor.
He's worthy of the praise. We are grateful you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God for being here. Thank God for his presence. Thank God for the people of God. And thank God for our, our pastors. Thank God for my lovely wife. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I thank God for who he is and what he's doing. The fact that he cares so much of us. He cares so much for us. And he's constantly reminding us, he's constantly letting us know how much he cares for us. In spite of our response, he's constantly letting us know that he cares for me, that he cares for you. Amazing God. If you would open up your Bibles into the book of Exodus chapter 13. Hallelujah, he's worthy. Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. The Lord told me to share this with the people, to encourage the people. It's amazing how God, he, we can hear a message and God he always, always showing, he's always pulling something outside of it. And what I like about God, he meets us where we are. He always meets us where we are. Sometimes we're looking for God to move one way. And he moves another. Hallelujah. In the book of Exodus chapter 13, verse 17 through 20, and it reads, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God said, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although it was near. For God said, least spread venture, the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had strictly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry, and you shall carry my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth and encompassed an Ethan in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord told me to tell the people, don't get bitter in your wilderness experience. There's some of us 
that are in our beginning stages of our wilderness experience, that we all will go through a wilderness experience. We all will go through it. There's no circumventing. Some of us are in our beginning stages. Some of us are in the middle of our wilderness experience. And some of us are out there at the end of our wilderness experience, getting ready to break through and getting ready to walk into what it is that God has promised us. And the thing is, is that we, we will all go through a wilderness experience. We all will go through some things in our lives because there are some things that God so desired to get out of us. And, and I begin to look at Israel and you begin to read the history of Israel. Israel was a people, the people of God, but they were a people that was constantly turning away from God. They were a people that when God would allow them to be captured by their enemies, they would go through hardship and they would seek the face of God and they would pray and they would cry out to the Lord and the Lord would hear their cry and he would hear them and he would deliver them. And as you begin, we begin to read and you begin to look through scripture, you see that they were constantly worshiping idols, turning away from the face of the Lord. And then the book of Kings, you was read about the Kings and how certain Kings caused Israel to sin. And it was constant turning, constant running away. And God made and show me even in this, that when Israel was in captivity in Egypt, that Israel, they, they cried out. But when God came and he heard them and he delivered them, the Lord could have taken them straight into Canaan. But God said, not so. He didn't allow them to go that way. And there are some things that God would begin to show me. There are some things that he said about us and in our lives that, that he can allow us to walk directly into. But God said, not yet. He said, because I'm going to take you in the wilderness. I got to take you around this thing, all right? Because here's the thing is that he led them through the wilderness and because he knew and that and through the, um, it would have been easier to, to lead the Israelites through the route of Canaan. But through that route, they knew that the Lord knew that they were going to be faced with opposition. And see, one of the things that Pharaoh knew something that they didn't know. Pharaoh knew that they had the ability to be a mighty people. That's why he enslaved them. But the thing is, is that they didn't know that they had the ability to be a mighty people. They didn't know that they had the ability to fight and to be people of war. 
And then you begin to read in scripture and we begin to see that the Lord didn't allow them to go through the land of Canaan because he said the people repent when they see war. Archaeologists have found that in Egypt, it was a fortified, it was very fortified, it was a fortified place. It was a fortified when going through from Egypt to, um, to, to Canaan, and the, the, it would be the northern route close to the Mediterranean coast. It's a very fortified place. Archaeologists have found that. So the Lord knew. I'm going somewhere. And the thing is, is this, is that we are faced in some areas where we are, the enemy has fortified himself against us. And the Lord know that if he allows us to walk in certain things right now, that we would turn back and go back to whence we have come. And God said, because of that, I can't allow you to go through that because when you see war, you're not ready for war. You'll turn and you'll run from war. He said, because you're not prepared. You're not ready for war right now. Because what happened is that the children of Israel, all they knew in the, 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 the hundreds of years that they were in slavery, they, they were enslaved and they... And, 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 there was nothing of them that spoke war at that time. And all they knew was they were dependent upon the Israelites to provide for them. But God was going to get some things out of them. And one of the things that, you know, we begin to see in, in this is that when the children of Israel, when the Lord began to take them through Egypt, and, but before he began to take them through Egypt, they were, they would cry out unto the Lord. And when then Moses gave them instructions, they listened to the voice of Moses. And later on, they would deviate. And one of the things is that in the midst of us going the route that God has, has instructed us to go. And what did I, the thing that I love is that the Lord, he went before them. He led them in the wilderness through a pillar of cloud by day. And at nighttime, he even got at them by night into the fire. That, and it lit the sky and it lit their path so that they could see that when they were journeying in the night. And... One of the things that God began to show me is that there are some fortified places and there's some fortified areas in our lives. He said that it's not that we're not going to, that we're not going to face these fortified areas, but it's not the time. There is a time because the people of Israel wasn't ready at the time to face this. And you say, well, how did he know? Well, how God know that, you know, God is all-knowing. We all know that. 
you know, then you say, well, and it's easy to say that, well, if Lord, if, why couldn't he just take them through Canaan? He, they probably would have did it. They probably would have did it. So, Lord, why can't you just allow me to walk into everything that you have spoken over my life at this very time and at this very moment? And, and it's, But the Lord know he knows you better than you know yourself. And one of the things that we see is that this root that was it was it was that was that, that had been presented it was extremely dangerous. But the thing is is that the Lord he allows us to go through our wilderness experience because there's some things that that we're hanging on to. There's some stuff that we're holding on to. There's some issues that we're holding on to. There's some anger that we're holding on to. There's some hurts that we're holding on to. And then the wilderness and your wilderness experience, God is going to allow those things to fall off of you. But you can't circumvent. You can't take a shortcut. You got to go through it. The path that God is, he has, he has, he has structured and he has set for us. You got to, you can't circumvent it. Wherever the cloud go, that's where you go. Wherever the Lord go, that's where you go. If the, if the cloud is going north, you don't go east. You don't deviate. And that's what we do sometimes. The Lord is telling us, he's instructing us, and he's showing us the way that we should go. But we go the opposite way. And he knew, the Lord knew that the route that was presented, it was extremely dangerous. It was, and they would face constant opposition as we face. And one of the things that he knew, he did not want them going back to Egypt whenever they face opposition. And that's what happens sometimes in our lives is that when we're faced with hardship, when we're faced with the issues and we're faced with having to face those, those, those monsters or those giant things that are in our lives that we turn and we go back to where we came. We want to go back to the leeks and the onions. We want to go back to, to what feels comfortable. We want to go back to what we know. But God has taken us out of our comfort zone. There are some things that you guys have up before the Lord and we all have up before the Lord. There's some business opportunities that we want to walk into and you sometimes you think it's going to be an easy path and it's not always an easy path. And yes, yeah, sometimes it, it, yeah, it gets hard because let me tell you something. Anytime you begin to, anytime you walk into the wilderness, you're going to face some hardship. It's going to, there's going to be trials. There's going to be some situations. It's going to be challenges that you're going to face. And then when what you receive and what you receive at the end, it, trust me, it's not going to come easy for you. Because one of the things that God is teaching us also, he's teaching us how to appreciate what it is that he's getting ready to allow us to walk into. You see, sometimes stuff can come too easy for us. And we become arrogant and we become, we become prideful. And we think, begin to think that we're entitled to. God see enough. He's seen enough of arrogance. He's seen enough of pride in Egypt. He, one of the things he did not want them to do, he didn't want them taking Egypt with them whenever he took them into the promised land. 
And that's what happens is that we take that stuff with us. We take that dead stuff. We want to hang on to stuff and we want to take it with us. God is trying to take us into somewhere. He's trying to take us to our promised land. He's trying to take us into a wealthy place. And we want to hang on to stuff. We want to drag the stuff behind with us. We want to drag those hurts. We want to drag those pains. We want to drag the, the, the unforgiveness. We want to drag all of this stuff with us. Stuff that God told us to let go. And we won't let go. We want to bring it with us. We hang on to it. We don't want to let go of those things because we feel as if I'm entitled. I'm entitled to this hurt. I'm entitled to this pain. You don't know what they did to me. God said, I know what they did to you, but I want you to let it go. He said, because I can't do what it is that I want to do because you're still holding on to the stuff. I can't bless you the way that I want to bless you because you're still holding on to the pain. I don't want you to take the pain into it. You can't take the pain into what it is to the place that he's getting ready to bring you into. And as we begin to see that the Philistines, they would definitely become frequent foes of Israel. Enemy is gonna come, he's gonna challenge you. It's gonna face, it's gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna face all types of obstacles and trials in our lives. And, it's, and, we, and there are times that we are questioning God, why am I having to deal with these issues? Why does it seem like when I'm up and then he allow you to go through some type of hardship? Because he's, there's another level of blessing that he's getting ready to take you to. He's getting ready to take some of you to another level of blessing. So therefore, you got to go through this area of your wilderness experience because he's getting ready to thrust you into something that you've never, ever experienced before in your life. That's another level of blessing. So there's another level of trial that you got to go through. It don't come easy. That's another challenge for you. And you can't turn back and run. The greater the blessing, the greater the challenge. We have to recognize that. We always, we want it so easy. We want everything to come in 30 seconds. We want it like popcorn. We get it in two and a half minutes. But it don't come that way. Sometimes you got to split this one in the crock pot, baby. You got to let this one slow cook. It's got to take a while. You got to put them pinto beans in that crock pot and let them turn them on. They got to cook all day. Because in the end, when you, you get that plate and you put them beans on there and you taste the end result of it, it's, it's always something savory to you. God said, I'm getting ready to allow you to walk into some savory, some sweet stuff. He said, but you want to rush the process. You can't rush this one. I don't want no, you can't eat no crunchy beans. You can't come out of the wilderness half done. You got to go through it. You got to see it through. You got to see this one all the way through. God is trying to do 
He's trying to change our mindset. He's trying to change the mindset of the people of Israel. He's trying to change the mindset of the saints of God. Because for so long we've been dependent on the, uh, the, the government. For so long we've been dependent on our jobs. For so long we've been dependent on this or that person. For so long we've been dependent on stuff or someone to see us through. But God said, I want you to look to me. That is why I'm taking you through the wilderness. That's why he took Israel through the wilderness. Because for so long they had to look to someone else. But God was teaching them how to look to him. That was the purpose of the cloud because he was teaching them to look. He was showing them that you got to follow me through this one. And then he let them know even in your nighttime experiences. He said even when things are dark around you, when it's dark, he said I still, he said I'll light up your night. He said and I'll still, I'll still direct your path. When you can't see where you're going, he said I'll be your light for you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're dealing with. He knows exactly the hardship that you are enduring. He knows the attacks that's been coming upon this church. Do you think it's not strange that we've been coming under attack after attack? That the people of God has been attacked in their legs, in their feet, with illnesses? You think, you think it's not strange that God is getting ready to do something? He's getting ready to allow something to break through in this house. He's getting ready to take us into another level. He's getting ready to thrust us into a place that we have never been before. Yet in a little while. And we, be, we get hit. We think it's strange. What am I doing wrong? You ain't doing nothing wrong. The oppositions that you are facing, God has allowed them to come. What's your response to the midst of what you're going through? How do you choose to respond? Israel's response was a negative response when they went through the wilderness. And because of this, it eventually cost them not being able to walk into the promised land. That generation didn't receive what it is that God promised them. He gave it to their children. Because of how they chose to respond. It wasn't that they should not have went. It wasn't that they should not have gone. Because let me tell you something. I don't care how old you are. God will preserve you. And he will take you into that which he has promised you. God will preserve you. The whole time they walked through the wilderness, they didn't have to change their sandals. Forty years, and you just got the same pair of shoes on? You got the same clothes? There nothing. I mean, you, I mean you, I'm telling you, your stuff ain't raggedy. 
You tell me God is not a keeper? You tell me the God that we serve is not able? God was showing himself strong on their behalf. God wanted them to see how great and powerful and how mighty he was. Not how was, but how mighty he is. He take them the long route. And then here it is. Not only did he take them the long route, but then here it is. Now you're faced with a sea that's in front of you. And now you got a cap, you get a captor now changes his mind and decides to come back and get you and bring you back. And then God shows himself over and over and over again. Here he allows you to walk on dry land. He opened up the Red Sea. That's a miracle in itself. Wait, but, but before then, he, look at all the miracles he did getting you out of there. And we forget how strong and how mighty he is. How often we forget. And then when we get into our wilderness experience, we forget how great he is and we begin to complain. Because we don't have no water. We begin to complain because I'm tired of eating bread. When you needed food, he blessed you with food. When you needed water, he blessed you with water. And then we still complain because the bread ain't enough. The water ain't enough. Now you want meat. You constantly complaining. And so now God said, okay, I'm gonna keep you then. I'm gonna keep you here a little while longer because you hadn't got it yet. Your, your, your eyes aren't open yet. Your mind is still there when you start complaining. The things get harder, you start talking about where you came from. You start going, want to talk about going back to when I was in the world, I ate good. When I was in the world, I had on good clothes. When I was in the world, I didn't struggle paying my light bill. When I was back then, I was able to do a whole lot of stuff. But when I came to know God, it seemed like everything just got hard. It supposed to get hard. You ain't exempt. What you think the wilderness is? It ain't nothing in the wilderness. It's hot. It's dry. That's what it is. It's hot and dry. And God's taking you through the wilderness because he wants you to see, I don't want you trusted in the world for nothing. He said, I want you trusting in me. I want you to look to me. He said, I will provide for you. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will heal you. Everything that you need is in me. We've forgotten how strong he is. Because our positions and our trials have blinded us. We've focused on our opposition. We've focused on those fortified places that seemed as if we couldn't, that seemed as so insurmountable as if we couldn't get in. But God said, I tear down the place. He said, I tear down the wall. He said, and I allow you to walk into those fortified places. The places that they said that you would never walk into, the places that you say said that you would never get in because the color of your skin, because of who you are, because of your pedigree. He said, I will allow you to walk into those things.
We get discouraged because of we see the ugliness of our situation. We see how rough it is. We focus on the hardship of it. When we should be seeking his face and praying and asking God, God, what it is that you want me to see in the midst of this? I was complaining about some stuff that I had been going through. I talked to my dad, and I, I'm telling you, the Lord didn't remove it from me. And it's still there. I'm still facing it. But the thing is, I began to ask God. I said, God, what do you want me to see? What are you trying to show me in this now? I complain enough now. I'm asking God, show me what you're trying to show me. Get out of me what you're trying to get out of me. Because I see some stuff every now and then. He'll allow things to take place so I can see what's in me. But sometimes the hardest thing to do is for us to look at what it is that God is trying to show us. Because the ugly stuff in us is exactly what it is. It's ugly stuff. And sometimes we don't want to admit that that's me. But let me tell you something. It's you, baby. It's you. If God show you, if you're looking in a mirror, and if it's ugly, if it's out of place, and if it's attached to you, then it belongs to you. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Do you choose to hold on to it? Or do you choose to say, God, here I am. I'm messed up and I need you. Lord God, I, I, can't, I can't do this without you. I can't walk this path without you. I need you to lead me through this thing. I need you to guide me through this thing. Because God, if I do it on my own strength, if I do it on my own ability, I'm going to mess it up. And that's what the problem is. We're messing up some stuff because we're trying to do it on our own strength and our own ability. We're creating Ishmael's in the midst of it. We're creating wild stuff. We're trying to figure out, God, why is my life so tore up? Why? It just seems like I got a hole in my pocket. Everything I do and everything I touch, God, it just seems like it's just crumbling. He said, because you're touching stuff that you shouldn't be touching. You dabbling in stuff that you shouldn't be dabbling in. He said, the stuff that I told you to give to me, you keep holding on to it. You're trying to make it prosperous yourself. You can't make it prosper. God says, I want the glory. Because if you make it prosper, you're going to think it's about you. You're going to get full of pride. You're going to start smelling yourself. You're going to start walking with your head lifted up high. And you're going to start looking down on the people that you need to be helping bring up to where you are. But I'm telling you, God, he wants the glory. You can't handle it. I can't handle it. We become prideful. And he knows it. I really believe if God would have brought them, if he would have took them the short route and took them into the land of Egypt, they would have got proud, they would have got boastful, and they would have started thinking, start looking at themselves and thinking they were some, some, something great, as if they didn't need God. So sometimes, God, he has to take us around. He has to take you the long way because when he gets you, he puts you in the place that he puts you in. Only thing you can say, it was God. 
It was God. Because when I started out, I had a stack like this. But when I ended up, I had a stack like this. I ain't have nothing, and he still brought me into it. He gets the glory. He wants the glory. God is blessing his people. He's blessing us. But it's not for our glory. It's for his glory. People have spoken against us over for years and years. They have spoken and we have stood and we have stood silently and we didn't, we didn't retaliate. And now God is blessing his people. You stay humble. As God bless you, stay humble. Don't throw it in their face. Don't go and say, look, I see, look at here now. Look at what I got. Don't do that. Stay humble. Because he's going to take you there, but you got to stay humble. It's for his glory. It's for his glory. Mm. It's for his glory. It's for his glory. Oh, God. One of the things that God, he showed me that he sees, he sees the stuff that we don't. He knew, he knew Israel. He knew them, he knew that. When God told him, he said, I'm, I, he said I, can't, I can't take them this route because if I take them this route, they're going to go back. He knew they was going to go back. Because in, 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 in one breath, in one breath, they'd be praising, they'd be worshiping in Exodus 12, and, 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 and 12, Exodus chapter 12, verse 27 to 28, and, and um, verse 35, and verse 50, through, and, and through 51, they begin to talk about them <laughs> before they came out. They would talk, they would say how you begin to read and be talking about that everything that Moses told them to do, and they did that which the Lord had wanted them to do. They obeyed the voice of the Lord. They will obey God. I'm telling you, sometimes that's how we do when there's a promise and we see, when we can see a glimmer of hope, where we can see, oh, boy, I can see, I can see the end. We see the end. We see I'm about to come out of this thing. Boy, we get in line. We line ourselves up. Lord, I'm, Lord I, here I am, Lord. I'm, Lord, I, and boy, we'll, we'll walk that straight and narrow, but just as soon, just as soon as the Lord, as he brought them out, they were they in line just as soon as as soon as they got to the Red Sea. It didn't take long. First day they said, Oh, oh, I guess the wilderness didn't have enough graves. You brought us here to kill us. Our enemy after us now. You and boys. You, you're trying to get to the Red Sea. You, you, Lord, help me, Lord. Get me out of here, Lord. Lord, hear my cry. I'm crying out to you. Lord, please, get me, Lord. Lord, I, I hear your voice. I hear you calling me. But then when he bring you out, what you doing? Why am I here? Have you forgot me, Lord? When you leave me here to die, why you bring me out? We should have stayed where I was at. I knew it wasn't nothing to you. That's how we do. We switch up.
We forget. We praise him in one breath. And then we say, oh, Lord, hey, I told you what not to him. I'm trying to tell y'all, so I don't listen to that man. Yo, well, you're the best. I, well, we so glad to have you because then as soon as I do something that you don't like, I tell my people, they say, oh, you're a good supervisor and stuff like that. Y'all say, yeah, okay. All right, I say, but until I, until I have to reprimand you behind, then you, know, then you got something to say. I ain't so good now. And when I go from zero to 100, Lord, he's teaching me some stuff. He's taking me to school. That way we're doing, we're taking Israel to school. They didn't want to go to school. You know what I'm saying? You get too old, you be like, I'm too old with this. <laughs> I'm too old for this lesson. No, you ain't. Stay in there. Don't get out. Because God places us where, where he needs it, where he knows that we need to be. Because I'm telling you, if God got you where you are, it's where you need to be. You got to learn something from this one. If you don't learn from it, trust me, but that big old whole wilderness sitting out there, sitting there waiting on you. Wait for you to just with it all, all's wide open. Come on back to me. Come on through here again. You ain't learned that the first 40 years. Come on, I got another 40 for you. Because one thing about it, the wilderness, it ain't going nowhere. God knows what's in our hearts. He knows what needs to, that needs the stuff and the, that has to come out of us. And He knows. Sometimes we, we, sometimes we know we, we just don't want to accept the fact that it's us. Sometimes we just like, that ain't me. It's you. You know, I remember coming up and, you know, <laughs> you walk by mama, mama said, well, you must <laughs> Amy. <laughs> she got a little smell to you. You've been out there playing all day. You've been, you know, and you come in the house and you got a little stink to you. Somebody walk by, you walk by somebody, you know, like you're fresh, but you ain't fresh. And somebody take a little whiff of you and you say, Amy. And you smell. And I ain't me. I don't stink behind you. But then tell you. You got to smell yourself. Or till you lift your arm up the wrong way, and then it come around the corner, and, and then it hits you. You recognize it's me. Lord, it's me. She ain't lying. God ain't lying. I told you, if it's you, it's you. You look in the mirror, and the mirror, the word of God, is, it, it, it acts as a mirror. We should be able to see ourselves, and when he allow us to see ourselves, stop saying it ain't you, it's you. God 
can get the stink off you. He'll wash you. He'll, that's what he want to do. He want to wash the stink off of you. But the thing is, we all, we get too big to say, hey, me, hey, me. It's you. You stink. Let him wash you. Let him clean you up. Let him dip you in some blood and get you clean. We don't want to get cleaned up. We, sometimes we like walk around smelling that way. You're not used to it. Keep us there. Keep us there. He knows. He knows. He knows. Because he's going to allow us to walk into some things. He's going to thrust us into some things. He's allowing us to go through some things and some hardships. And sometimes you be asking God, why? God, why am I here? Why am I dealing with this? Why does it seem like my family is under attack? God is allowing it because he's getting ready to do something. Those things that you have up before the Lord, I'm telling those the family members that you've been praying for, those, and, that those, and, that, and other issues that you have up before the Lord, God, is, he hears them. It's went up as a memorial unto him, and he's going to allow you to walk into them. There's some things that you got to go. You got to come out. You got to come out of some things. It's got to allow you to come through some things. And every situation is not that that it's something bad and something bad that God, you trying to get something bad out your life. But sometimes there are some things because you have up before the Lord. You've been praying. You've been seeking his face because you got some loved ones that you want to see saved. And God allow you to go through some things. He allow you to persevere through some things because he is allowing those strongholds that's on your family members to be broken. He's going to break some things off their lives. He's going to break some generational curses off their lives and they don't know how to go through. You got to go through it. He'll allow you to go through it so he can break what's on them. We can't tuck tail and run because it gets hard. Because of the opposition. God knows. He knows exactly where we are. That's why we have to be mindful. We have to be careful. Even what we connect ourselves into. And the people of Israel, they, they sinned and they sinned against God constantly. And it ultimately it cost them because here it is. One of the things that I've learned, I've learned over the years that, you know, one of the things about sin, it leads to captivity. And ultimately it's going to cost you, it costs you your life. Sin holds you captive. And I'm telling you, if you don't let go, it ultimately costs you your life because sin begets death. Sadly, what it begets. Definitely doesn't beget life. And one of the things that when God had brought them into a place and he had them to go and spy out the land. And they came back with the report. And everything that God said it was, it was. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's telling you just. Everything that was there, the berries and so forth. But then it says giants in the land. 
And then the people began to, the multitude began to, oh, we can't do it. Oh, we can't do it, Lord. And then the Lord said, okay, you won't inherit, you won't go. Your children going to go. No, no, Lord, we'll go, we'll go now. That's how we do, we change up. No, our Lord, we'll go. And you're going to try to, you, then you want to try to go in on your own strength, and then the enemy whoop you and send you running back to the camp. God told him, he said, I'm not going to give it to you. He said, I'm going to give it to your children. The thing is that we have to recognize that we determine how far we get through, how far we get to the promised land. We determine, we, can, we determine if we're going to make it to the place that God has said that he'll take us to. Because if we continue to doubt God and say, I ain't going to make it, Lord, we, I ain't going to make it. If we can't, we I'll tell you, life and death is in the power of the tongue. If you believe that you're not going to make it, you're not going to make it. If you keep saying it's not going to happen in your generation, and it's not going to happen in your life, it's not. Then what God will do, he'll raise up your children. And your children are walking to, or your grandchildren will walk into what it is that you should be walking into them with. You should be leading your children. They should have led their children into the promised land. They should have been walking. All of them should have been walking in there, their children and their grandchildren. But they, it didn't happen that way. Because they chose not to go. They chose not to, to receive and believe what it is that God said he was going to do in their lives. Because they looked at the obstacles and they looked at the trials. And they looked at how big the problem and the issue was. And they said, we can't do it. Get that out your mouth. Get that out your mindset this day. Don't ever let that be. And God said it will be, it will be. Yeah, it might take a little while. Yeah, some things are going to come. It might look like it's not going to happen. And even if you think that it's not going to happen, don't, don't say it. Don't put it in the atmosphere. Even when it don't look like it, even don't feel like it, say it. God, you said, God, you said. That I'm the head and I'm not the tail. You said that I'm above only and not beneath. And if you said it, and if you said I can have it, I shall have it. In spite of what it looks like. In spite of what they tell me. I shall and I will walk into the promises of the Lord. It shall be. It will be. Because God promised it. He promised me. I got a promise hanging over me. Woo! I got a promise. That's a promise hanging over my head. That's a promise hanging over my children. I got a promise hanging over my wife. I got a promise hanging over my husband. Everything that he said he's going to walk, I'm going to walk into, I'm going to walk into. There's a business, there's business adventures that God said he's going to allow me to walk into. I'm going to walk into it. I'm going to hold fast to what you said, God. The bank said no right now. But Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe that you're working this thing out. Because it get hard, I won't quit. Because it get hard, I'm not going to turn back and go back the other way. Because it gets hard, I'm not, God, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk away from you because it got hard. It gets hard. 
But God said, I'll be with you. I'm going to lead you through it. He said, just as I led, I led Israel. He says, I led and I went before them. He said, I'll go before you. We got to allow him to go before us. Not run before God. Sometimes we're trying to outrun God. We're trying to outrun him. God said, no, let me go before you. He said, because I can do way more than what you can do. He said, I go before you. We're trying to do it our own ability, our own strength. But no, like, like allow God to go before you. Trust God. You trust him. You trust him. I'm telling you, God will move. He knows where we are. He sees you. He knows what we're dealing with. He knows the, the situations and what we're, we're facing. And everything that God said he's going to do, he's going to do. He's going to allow you to walk into it. But you got to trust him in this one. And it's not always easy. Because let me tell you something. Your feelings, your, sometimes your feelings, your emotions, you know, we can be an emotional people. We start saying again. Start looking at what it looks like and what it feels like. And we, we start doubting. God, I'm not going to come out of this one. I remember I was in a place in my life. And I, I remember telling that role and she, I told that role I said, I ain't going to make it out of this one. I don't know if I'll make it out of this one. She didn't let me go there. She began to speak life over me. I was at a terrible place. And she spoke life. That's why I can't forget. That's why it was important that they didn't forget Joseph's bones. Joseph said, don't leave my bones here. So when y'all come, because he knew that was not his, that, was what, that wasn't the promise. He said, don't leave my bones. He said, I know God's going to bring y'all out of here. He said, but when y'all come, take my bones with you. Take my bones with you to the promised land. Yeah, I know I'm dead, but I know my bones are resting. So when the Lord raised me up, my bones are going to come up with me. Egypt is not your promise. The world is not your promise. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. The world is not your promise. Sometimes we're so willing to give up our spiritual heritage for what the world has to offer. And, it has, and, they, and what the world has to offer and to profit you, nothing. And the sad thing about it is the church is becoming so worldly and embracing so much of the world. And then we think it is okay. And then we're in that dancing and then looking like the world that ain't God you don't got to do that just to reach people there are other alternatives and there are other avenues that God will show you we are creative people God is not bankrupt on ideas we don't have to borrow from the world We don't have to go to Egypt and get Egypt and bring it into the church. Why does church ain't coming and getting and borrowing what we have?
If anything, they, they laugh and pick at us and we get ashamed and we get quiet and we shut up, no say nothing. Stop being quiet. You don't have to be quiet. When they speak against your God and they speak against who we are, you open your mouth and you begin to say what thus says the Lord. You have every right. If they got the right to put satanic accounts in schools, you got a right to say what God gives you to say. Even if it costs you. Got children meeting out the school for a satanic occult program. And you take prayer out of school to usher this in. And you tell me we can't talk about the God that we serve. And we're ashamed. What are we ashamed of? We're ashamed or scared we're going to lose a little bit of money. God ain't bankrupt. Because they challenge you on your job, you you worry about a few thousand dollars. God ain't bankrupt. He'll cause you to leave there and open up your own business. And bless you in the midst of it. Because you obeyed. I don't care where you are, God would bring you through. And he's going to bring you through it. He sees you and he knows where you are. Great and mighty is our God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Some of you are going through some wilderness experience now and you if you felt like that, I, I, I'm in the midst of where I am and I want to give up. If you know that this word was from you, come because we will pray with you and encourage you and strengthen you to stay in the fight, to stay and to hold on. Because you're right there, you're right there at your breakthrough. But sometimes when you get to the place of your breakthrough, that's when the enemy fights you the hardest. That's when he turns up the heat turns it up and it's and sometimes that pressure the, the pressure of it, it's like God I can't if I can make it through this but God said I'm with you he said I'm not going to leave you in this I'm not going to forsake you in this one thing we can't do we can't give up we can't turn back you have to ask yourself, what am I turning back to? What are you turning back to? One thing I don't want to do in this hour, I don't want to miss God. Don't miss God in this hour. Because there's... God is moving. He's doing it. It's not so much. It's not just about, it's not just about stuff. 
it's, it's, God is getting ready to do in his kingdom. There's a move. There's a move that's taking place in the kingdom of God. God is, there's going to be a mighty move in his kingdom. And, and this has to be a mighty move because the enemy, the enemy has turned up the heat. And we have to position ourselves and we have to make sure that God is allowing us to go through this stuff for a reason because he's preparing us. He's blessing us in our finances for a reason because he's preparing us for what he's getting ready to do. He's getting ready to take the church to another level. faced with some things. There are going to be people that's coming here that's going to be under demonic influence. And I'm telling you, we got to know how to handle these things. We got to know how to, we can't tuck tail and run. People are going to come here and need all types and kind of deliverance, addicted to alcohol, lust, and all types of perversion. I'm telling you, we have got to be in place so that we can be able to receive and pour into That's why you can't circumvent. That's why you can't, that's why you can't, we can't take shortcuts. We can't shortcut this one. We gotta go through this here. Because I really believe there's gonna be an influx of people that's gonna come. And you may not be popular. You may not be popular with man. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God would not forget. He won't forget you. I strengthen you and I encourage you. In the name of Jesus, where you are, begin to open your hands, hold your hands up to the Lord. And begin to talk to the Lord, even now. Begin to open your mouths and begin to talk to the Lord as I begin to pray over you. In the name of Jesus, God, I hold up the people of God in this place in the name of Jesus. I pray God that you will move and you will strengthen them. I pray that you would encourage them Lord God in the midst of their wilderness experience, in the midst of what it is that they're going through. God I ask that you will move on every situation move on the circumstance Lord in the name of Jesus God that they'll know that you're with them that you have never left them and you will never forsake them God in the name of Jesus and that where they are is the place that you have them and God that they won't turn they won't go back Lord that they won't return back to the place God that they come from but they'll look to you that they'll follow you Lord God that they'll follow you to the place that you're taking them into Lord in the name of Jesus and everything that you have for them allow them to walk into it and God as they walk into it that you would get glory God and they would give you glory God in the name of Jesus that we won't walk in arrogance that we won't walk in pride that we won't think that it's about us, Lord God, but we'll give you glory and that we'll give you honor, Lord God, for all that you're doing and all that you've done in the name of Jesus and every issue, every private struggle that we deal with, Lord God, let it be broken from our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, those things that are holding, that's trying to hold on to us, Lord God, let it be broken. Let additions be broken in the name of Jesus. Let lust be broken in the name of Jesus. Let, let, let financial struggles be broken in the name of Jesus. We come against it in the name of Jesus. Let sicknesses be broken in the name of Jesus. We curse and we bind every infirmity 
We curse the root of it in the name of Jesus. We curse the spirit of envy and strife. We come against it in the name of Jesus. We come against those spirits that are cause us not to love our brothers and our love our sisters in the name of Jesus. Anything that hinders us, Lord God, forget it into the place that you will cause us to be. We we find it in the name of Jesus. We let it go, God. Father, we let go of every hurt. We let go of unforgiveness. We let go of the stuff, the, the, the private things that have taken place in our past that no one knows about. We let it go, God. We forgive them in the name of Jesus. We won't take it into the place that you're taking us into. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Come on and give God praise. Come on and begin to give God praise. Come on and begin to give him glory. Give him glory. Hallelujah, Jesus.